Welcome to the Bounty Zero X podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Adam, founder and CEO of Bounty Zero X. Bounty Zero X is a decentralized bounty hunting network powered by the BNTY token. Today is June 18th, 2019, and my guest on the show is Jor Medallion. Uh, did I pronounce that right? Okay. Yeah, uh, that's correct, Medallion. Uh, okay, I'll start off. Today's June 18th, 2019, and my guest on the podcast is Jor Medallion, CEO of Stolero. Jor is a serial blockchain entre- entrepreneur and also acted as CEO of BitJob for the last three years and is one of Stellaro's co-founders and active chairman. Stellaro is an Israel-based fintech company which creates, underwrites, and uh, fully compliant digital securities funding rounds for global real estate owners, tech companies, and private equity funds. Stellaro is the market leader in delivering an institutional-grade secure solution for the issuance, underwriting, financial distribution, and asset management of tokenized digital securities. So, Jor, thank you for coming on the podcast to talk about Stellaro. Thank you, Angelo, for having me. That's a nice intro. Thanks for that. Yeah. So tell me, um, how did you put together this team of, uh, of folks to work on uh, Stellaro? So um, tell me about the the start of the project and how everything got off the ground. Okay. So, um, you know, first it, it happened uh, a year ago. We founded a company in Israel. We are based in Tel Aviv. Um, the team is uh, is uh, uh, has built from two two of my all time partners, uh, Elad and Aviad. We we are we grew together, so we are childhood friends, and uh, we were also involved in our previous um, uh, project. And uh, it's not previous, but it was a previous funding, but it's still ongoing. That's B job. It's a marketplace for students to find relevant jobs online uh, from professional employers and. Um, we we founded that startup uh, three years ago, and now uh, a year ago, on uh, 2018, we met um, two other of our partners currently. That's Noam and Liron. So Stelero is um, um, is co-founded by five partners, and I think everyone at the team is is bringing something else and very special to the table. The idea behind Stelero was actually to find a way to connect between um, traditional uh, capital markets or traditional private equity investments with blockchain technology. So that that was our initial thought. We started as a technology um, group. What we did was auditing uh, smart contracts. Uh, That's that's the core business. And from then, uh, we just saw the need uh, for any startup or SMB or asset owner to have some kind of an agency or, or umbrella of services and solutions that he can uh, consume from, from Stelero, not only that smart contracts auditing. Um, and by the way, the, the auditing part of, of any smart contracts based on, on legal aspects and regulation, that's still something we do in house and we are very proud of. And it's a big part of any um, security token offering or any digital asset uh, uh, tokenization uh, process. But what we started to realize, and that was a year ago, that the industry is going to that direction. The industry is going to a much more regulated and compliant space. And uh, we, were, we are still true believers in, in that vision. Uh, the vision that 
actually entitled, entitled the investor with, with a true value proposition, with something that he can um, you know, get a yield from and revenue from, and not just buying some tokens and wait for it to, to, to be pumped. You know? So that's a good thing. We, we, we honestly don't see the cryptocurrency space um, really, uh, let's say, correlated with, with what we do. We see ourselves as a uh, digital securities underwriter. Uh, we, we take care of everything under one umbrella, starting from the uh, business model, to economics, uh, legal uh, recommendation and jurisdictional recommendation, meaning I'm working with my partners, my auditors and law firms around the globe and broker dealers that can uh, recommend me where to uh, incorporate one of the customers or issuers that want to uh, raise funds in an alternative method. And, um, and that, that was the vision, you know, the vision was to create uh, one umbrella to, to allow um, uh, the, the economics, the business model, the issuance, and finally also the distribution. Because what you see today uh, with some, uh, some of the fam most famous issuers agencies, they only provide uh, the, the issuance of, of any smart contract, that's fine. You know, that's, that's like the easy part, I might say. Uh, if you ask any, um, you know, uh, students, uh, any student uh, that, that study co uh, computer science, he can tell you that it's pretty easy to, to code a smart contract. And so what we real realized is that any entrepreneur or asset owner, when, he, when he's approaching this sphere of the security tokens or digital securities, he needs an operator. He, need, he needs someone that will uh, act as a producer of the show that will combine all of those partners and players from the regulation side to the business side to the financial aspect uh, and bring everything under one roof. And this is what we are doing in Stellar. We are, we are taking care of everything from A to Z, including the distribution part at the end. So we are not guaranteeing anything, obviously, but we utilize our investors network and our investors relations from the old capital markets, let's call it, and, and uh, we add our knowledge in uh, crowdfunding uh, campaigns and together, you know, we combine the two and we also offer uh, distribution for those uh, digital assets. That sounds very interesting. So thanks for sharing that with us. So um, that's interesting because you're also holding an STO yourself. So basically, Estelero is a platform where companies can go and uh, use your services to issue uh, you know, digital securities. But in addition to that, you're also having a security token offering for equity and ownership in your own company. So it's kind of like you're practicing what you preach in the sense that you're exactly doing yeah. a security token offering for equity in your company. And at the same time, your company offers a service to other uh, institutions and banks and uh, investors who want to invest and issue uh, digital securities. Is that right? Yeah, exactly, Angelo, and thanks for bringing uh, that up. You know, what, what we decided to do, uh, it was actually six, six months ago. We, we had a few customers, but by the way, Stellero was funded a year ago, and we all, already um, have some uh, revenue, of course, and we have uh, active customers. So it's an, it's an operating firm uh, that decided to do an STO later on. So it wasn't the initial thought. 
But the, the, the reason we came to this point is pretty interesting because we, we had a few customers in the real estate uh, aspect and also on the private equity sector. And we managed to do that from uh, understanding those um, uh, sectors because my partner, Salad and Aviad, um, are also, they, they came from the traditional capital markets. They have a, a license in Israel to sell uh, securities and advise for securities. So uh, using our knowledge, we utilized that and we offered, um, let's say, uh, uh, services in tokenization of the, the, the capital markets of, of the private equity funds, of real estate funds and, and things like that. But then we realized that when startups and entrepreneurs are knocking on our doors, um, we offer them an opportunity to raise funds for their startup. And uh, obviously a startup have its own um, uh, proprietary, right? But it doesn't own like a building. So we initially thought, okay, what's the best use case for startups um, that we can do? We can do it on ourselves. We can build a structure the legal structure, the business model, um, bringing the lawyers into the table, bringing all, all the, the components, and then use it as a use case for, for startups and entrepreneurs that doesn't really own a real asset, right? Because it's not, um, it's not uh, funds, it's not private equity, it's not uh, even agriculture. We, we have some customers in agriculture that want to tokenize their, their farms. So all of our customers' base were, were real assets. And as, as the industry calls it, uh, asset-backed, right, securities or digital securities. But then we, when we were approached by startups, we said, listen, um, that's the best use case. Let me do that on, on myself. I'm going to succeed with that. And this structure that I'm building with my partners, with my lawyers, with, with everything that we are doing now can be next um, in the future utilized for, for our customers, you know. So it's in a completely different sector because a private equity fund that wants to raise $100 million using tokenization is a completely different thing from a startup that needs the two, three, or, or maybe five million euros in order to ignite his, uh, his R&D and, and expansion. So uh, we are honestly trying to uh, bring as many sectors and capabilities to our firm and then we decided to do that STO for ourselves. It was six months ago, and we actually launched it uh, yesterday. So it's uh, it's the right time to talk about it. So take us through uh, the timeline for companies who are issuing digital securities. So let's say I'm a company, and uh, the first thing that I would do would be to uh, go through the process of issuance and creation of the digital security. So that involves uh, a uh, group of legal uh, investment banking um, and uh, development uh, teams to come together and decide on the uh, what the token, what the security token uh, uh, will represent and what legal rights uh, it will have uh, it will title its holders to and then what type of technology it's going to be issued with so either like uh, the ERC4 uh, token which is being used as a token standard for uh, digital yeah. securities for example uh, instead of the ERC20 uh, so then 
after the issuance is set up, then the investors, uh, there needs to be like an onboarding and management platform uh, for uh, the purchasers of the token to interact uh, and log on, uh, go through the necessary validation process through KYC, AML, um, and uh, a, a payment gateway to either purchase or to store those assets on once they've been purchased uh, and that also uh, would require some some notifications asset ability to manage those assets through the platform well, as an investor once you're logged in um, and custody custodial services uh, <clears throat> because there's a difference between just regular tokens and digital security tokens which are much are more highly regulated they represent an ownership value um, they entitle holders to rights. So with that, there's additional legal um, and uh, compliance requirements that need to be followed. Uh, so then uh, the tokens are stored on the digital asset management platform uh, after they're purchased through the portal. Um, and then from there, they can be either sold or transferred and uh and so, and then, so, tell me a little bit about, about that process. Did I miss any of the steps from the issuance? To, yeah, that's yeah. So thanks. That that was that was a good uh, overview, by the way. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, re rewind that uh, for a second. So you know, actually, the issuance and technology, um, it's it's not the first thing we 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 do here uh, in the process because usually usually those asset owners or or issuers they they knock on our doors and. Uh, we sit with them, we're we, we honestly trying to, to understand what's their business model and we build that revenue streams together because sometimes they don't, they don't necessarily understand how this business works of the tokenization business. And if you even want to issue a token, a security token and present that to investors, it got to have a very good value proposition. It can't be um, your everyday investments that you can find on the stock market or or even on, on the private capital sector. It needs to be uh, something that um, is unique in this space. Um, and we, we first the first thing we do is building the business model, hearing the, the issue, what he wants to get, what he wants to offer the investors. You know, some, some project that knocked on our door, we, we, uh, we just said, no, we don't want to work with you because we don't see any potential here. Um, so the, the, I think the business model is the first thing we look at. Then we bring the, the law, uh, law firms and lawyers to the table and we're we starting to find the right regulation and, and um, uh, compliant environment for him. So for example, if, if we are talking about funds, uh, Luxembourg is a very good place to do that. If we are talking about uh, real estate, um, actually in the States, it's a good, good place to do that, obviously for accredited investors, um, and not, nothing else. We don't deal with nothing else in the States, but we, we deal with um, many regulations also in Europe. So, for example, under the ESMA in Europe, the Euro European Security Authority, we are now incorporated in Spain. And the reason we did that, because under the ESMA, you have an exemption that allows you to sell even for retail up to 5 million euros. So it really depends on the business model. And then when we decided what's the right environment for this issuer we bring that together and only then we code it so the the, the security token and you mentioned the erc 1400 
is one example. Uh, we work with other blockchains as well. It can be Stellar or other uh, blockchains that are now evolving to this space. Uh, but the, the issue is to take, one hand will take the business model, the other hand will take the legal uh, part, and then we code it and we create that security token based on the um, financial rights and economic rights that the issuer wants to provide, and based on what the regulation environment allows him, because sometimes the, the issuer can have some crazy things they want to provide and it's just not possible, it's too, you know, too risky or the, the environment is not ready yet. Um, so the next step will, will, will be, uh, and you said that, will be to create the environment for investors, what we call the onboarding platform. And we have two parts of that. We have the, the, the pre-offering uh, um, uh, onboarding and we have the post-sale um, asset management and investors management because that's, that's two, two different things. So uh, we already said that we are trying to build a business for the... Um, um, for the financial market and, and the real capital market. So you can't just drop those investors after you raise the funds, right? So you got to have a, a, a system that you can, a platform that you can manage those investors. You can alert them with notifications. You can report everything the company is doing with quarterly, even monthly reports or yearly reports, depends, in, depends on your perspectives. Uh, and you can even send your revenues and dividends on the platform. So if it's if it's been done with Ethereum or not, that's that's not the question. But uh, it can be done. It can be automated, and all the things that relates to investors' uh, distribution, uh, replacing an owner of that share, everything is being done automated, and everything can be coded. So if the issue, if he doesn't want to uh, provide an option for investors to liquidate or, or, or or uh, create a, a, tra a tradable environment for that token for the first year, you know, that's, that's not a problem. We can insert those um, whitelist into the smart contracts and only sell to individuals that, uh, that were approved by KYC and AML and all the onboarding processes the issuer requires. So uh, actually the, the blockchain environment allows us to do everything in a very, very automated uh, uh, way. And um, before the sale, the investors can do the onboarding, the registration, they can purchase the tokens, they can see everything about the sale, how many tokens were sold, who are the team members, what's the, what, all the data, all the information needed. Uh, of course, the, the, the official prospectus or offering memorandum, uh, as we call it in, in Europe. So everything will, will be there on that platform. Then once the investor will invest in the project, he will get some kind of an uh, approval, a written approval over the email. And later on, after we, we, we complete the allocation uh, and the distribution is, uh, is starting, um, the investor can log in again and, and see exactly how many tokens he got. And um, according to the rules that the issuer has set, he can then liquidate it or, 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 or uh, you know, sell it to, to other investors or even to secondary markets or exchanges. Um, so that's the whole cycle. You know, later on, we, uh, we also manage the assets. So if it's, if it's real estate, it's much more easy. If, it, if, if we're talking about private equity funds, for example, usually those, um, uh, let's say, uh, GPs or 
fund managers have their own systems to manage the um, financial allocation and the and the percentage of of the commissions to their uh, shareholders. But we we uh, when we do tokenization for funds, we can do that some part of that, some big part of that also on our platform. And and that's that's a that's a great advantage for the for the fund manager. You know, he he reduces the cost. He's doing everything in an automatic way. Um, if we take funds as a use case, think of private equity funds that you can't even get into because it's not it's not meant for retail, right? So when you reduce minimums using tokenization, when you reduce locking periods. When you automate all those processes of distribution, the profits, you just um, you have a, a win-win for everyone. Um, so we are now also doing most of our R&D on that aspect as well, on the aspect of the post-sale, on the asset management, the investor relations, the reporting. That's a very very important uh, part of the of the process. So it's it's really it's. It, it never ends with the with the funding. Uh, it keeps on going, and we haven't even started to talk about exchanges. You know, so that's the like the next step to create liquidity and, tr- and tradability for those assets. Yeah, yeah. So that's, thank you for that. That's a very uh, uh, concise overview explaining all the different steps involved in the uh, platform. And uh, there is also a number of there's a number of competitors in this space besides uh, Stellaro uh, that offer similar services. So uh, in your white paper, you go over uh, there's Securitize, Harbor, Polymath. Um, so what? How is Stellaro uh, different than some of these other platforms? Like, what are some of the unique features that you offer that uh, sets you apart uh, mm-hmm. from some of the other competitors in this space? Okay, so what what we realized, um, uh, I think it was almost a year ago, uh, is that those issuance platform, and you mentioned a few, there's, there are plenty more, by the way, there are uh, more and more opening every day, and, and that's okay, but when you look at what they, they provide, uh, they provide technology, they provide the issue, and they call themselves an issuance agency. And when I look at the market, and you know, I, I, I see the market in a completely different way. The technology is not an issue anymore. It's a non-issue. It's not like 2017 anymore that the blockchain was the, the title. The technologies that we use uh, for digital security, for tokenization processes, it's, it's like a commodity, okay? It's working or not. You know, people, investors and issuers, both sides, they look at the smart contracts as, as a commodity. They, they don't really understand what's the difference between uh, Ethereum or, or, or Stella or, or other platforms that, that provide uh, some kind of protocol, right? They just want it to work and work efficiently and then obviously be secured enough. So then we thought, okay, on, on the traditional capital markets, you have an underwriters. You have underwriters that, that provide every, the whole umbrella, the complete umbrella for the issuer, meaning I'm taking the, the, the issuer with me shoulder to shoulder for the whole process. So the, the actual uh, coding, the actual issuance is really the, I think maybe the, 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 small, the smallest part in our, in our umbrella. It's a part, yeah, it's a part that we, we need to uh, uh, take some resources and, 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 and uh, provide that in the most efficient way. But it's not our ticket, as I say. It's not, the, the, it's not why we built Stellar. We built Stellar in order to 
to really act as, as some kind of a threshold between the capital, the traditional capital markets and um, uh, blockchain tokenization. So while you provide asset management and you provide marketing and you provide distribution, you create that underwriting services. And if you look at Securitize and Polymet and all those uh, companies, and by the way, they are great firms and I'm, I'm also uh, um, acquainted with many of the founders. We have some groups together and, and, and that's, that's, that's amazing what they're what they doing. And they were um, also first to do that, you know, in this industry. So they, uh, they're doing a great job. But in my eyes, they don't provide the full underwriting umbrella. They just they're just doing the, the issuance, and when you do any an issuance, what what else you can provide for your customers, other than do your own protocol as well, right? And you can see that most of the other issuers or uh, issuance agency, they they just produced a, a product, they produced a protocol, a protocol for issuance of security tokens, and. You know, here at Stelo, it's it, we, because we have a very strong technology team. It's it's, it's kind of you know, it's we look at it. It's it's very simple. You know, you take a protocol, existing protocol, you do some changes of it, and you just call it and you brand it. And we haven't done it here in Stelo because we don't see any need for it. And same like you uh, know from this utility token space, eventually exchanges will have to accept that specific protocol. There, there isn't any standardization currently in the market, but it will get there. So we decided to go with the most common protocol, you know, the most common protocol. And we get, by the way, we get that feedback from exchanges, securities exchanges that are going to get licensed, are going to be live. And we did like a survey, you know, we, we asked them, we partnered with them and we said, listen, if I'm using ERC-1400, which is a, upgraded version of uh, ERC-20, what will be the odds that you will accept that and not some specific protocol that a specific agency created? And, you know, the, the answer was, was absolutely uh, um, um, driven to the, the, the ERC-1400 because that's the most common protocol. And um, I think in my eyes, our leverage is giving uh, or, or providing the issuer the whole umbrella, being the producer of the show, taking him from the business model, the tokenomics, and uh, eventually to distribution and liquidity. So it's a completely different thing um, from just doing issuance or doing uh, technology. We, we, all, we started as technology uh, core group, but we are doing much more than that now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So <clears throat> you guys are marketing yourself as a, a full service uh, uh, provider from uh, for, for the whole life cycle of the, the issuance yeah. process, whereas some of the other competitors maybe just specialize in one of those uh, uh, one of those specific uh, parts of the life cycle. And you guys just are handling the entire process from be from beginning yeah. to end. Um, so they can, so a company or startup can come to, or or an investor can come to you, and not have to get into uh, you know some of the details with uh, you know going to multiple vendors or subcontractors exactly. throughout the process, like putting yeah. together lawyers, consultants, and issuers and technology companies. Uh, it can be handled all under one roof through one uh, kind of provider. 
and uh, saving in the process, saving <clears throat> time and, and, and money for company or clients who would want to use the service, but uh, don't have the expertise on putting a, a whole team together on their own uh, for, for yeah. the issuance and underwriting process. Yeah, um, that, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so let's talk about the platform that you guys are developing where uh, investors and issuers will be able to interact uh, with the company. Um, so what, so you guys are launching, uh, I think you guys mentioned that you're launching the platform in, uh, December of 2019. So that's around six months from now. And, uh, are you guys on track for meeting that, uh, timeline or do you think it'll be sooner or yeah. later? And what will be the, uh, is that like the preliminary release? Um, and then you said you've had some clients already. So the clients that you've had up until now have just have been using your services uh, through uh, just uh, not through an actual online platform. But what you're going to be developing is a way to kind of offer services to clients through this portal. And, and that's something that you guys are working on right now. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you got it correct on, on all aspects and I will, I will uh, elaborate a bit. So. Um, first, when, when you open a business, obviously you don't have m many customers on your portfolio, especially if you deal with, uh, with blockchain technology and especially if you deal with STOs and security tokens. And uh, uh, What we decided to do first is to develop some kind of a white label. So this white label will be embedded or implemented on those, that issuer website. And only when we uh, see ourselves manage to gather um, uh, uh, a decent amount of customers on our pipeline or portfolio, then we can launch the, the Stelleo platform as an online platform that will hold all those assets together. And even we can, you know, we will create some kind of a secondary market between our customers. And uh, the thing is that when you offer um, a white label for issuers or for customers, that's the best use case for them. So currently we're doing that. But the thing on our roadmap saying December 2019, that's the post-management. So we already have the, the pre-management, let's call it like that, or the pre-offering uh, platform fully developed. We are also utilizing it right now on Stelero. So if you go into our website, you know, the, the, um, the investors, anyone can go into our website, stelero.com, and you will have a link to, to the investors onboarding platform. And you can see all the process from uh, uh, the, the onboarding, the registration, the KYC, the AML, all the um, uh, digital signatures you need to provide. For example, for uh, accreditation, right? If you are a citizen of a specific country, I need to provide uh, specific documents to sign. Um, so you will sign it on the platform. Uh, you will also provide documents from your CPA or accountant because some regulations need that as well. So we already have all that in place and it's fully operating in our cell. So, you know, people can see it and it's, it's live. Um, the post management, and this is why I, I talked about the R&Ds is still on the movement over there, but it's not there yet, but I, we uh, sincerely hope that it will be until the, year of, in the end of the year, we can launch our beta for it. Um, but it will include all the post-sale management. So it's, it's management of investors' relations and also of, of the asset itself. And, um, you know, in my eyes, that's, the, that's the, the best platform you can ask for. It's 
you, you can have all the, the pre-sale options and also the post-sale. Um, so for our customers, for our current customers, we offer the white label as a solution. We say, listen, we have the knowledge, we have the technology to, to embed that in your website. Uh, so if it's a fund, the investors can uh, log into that white label and they we wouldn't know anything about Stellero if that's the, you know, the issuer request. Uh, it will be fully branded under the issuer uh, brand and logos and, and colors and it will be a part of his uh, website. So we embed that onboarding platform and later on we also provide um, uh, that asset management platform which we hope to release the beta this December. Okay, great. So I just have a couple more questions because we're at 30 minutes and uh, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, <clears throat> so um, these are just general questions about blockchains and uh, the, the overall uh, market as a whole. Yeah. So, uh, so, so far in the process of uh, your security token offering and, and developing your, your services uh, to clients, what have been some of your 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 greatest successes that you're most proud of uh, from your experience up until now, either with clients or um, with the, the STO or uh, what are some accomplishments that you would say uh, you've reached that you're very proud of? Well, I think that um, the, the, um, the industry is, is, is growing so fast, right? So you, you, you as, as much as you want to be um, mature enough you are um, you're always uh, uh, suspended on and waiting for for other providers for example for example exchanges right so if I, if I want to make a, a true replica of the capital market the traditional capital markets um, are, what are we so solving here we are solving a problem that uh, the private capital in the uh, old world right uh, is expensive it's full of bureaucracy uh, it's not transparent enough. It's the, the the entrance levels are too high. So when we try to to make a replica of it in in a tokenization space, we need all the players to join the game, right? But unfortunately, entrepreneurs and issuers they always come first, uh, and the regulated regulators always are always late. So the regulators are waking all over the globe. And what we are very proud of, that we managed to create a full process that are, uh, let's say, uh, that uh, depends on us, right? From A to Z, we managed to cover, we have, we have dozens of regulations that we can work with, but we have at least five that are fully operating. Meaning, and this is not something you can take uh, for granted. Meaning I can take an entrepreneur and I can create the full structure of the legal, audit, marketing, and distribution. Those four legs, as we call it, four table legs. And I can do that in a fully compliant way. You know, it, it will be um, under a specific uh, laws in specific country that we will recommend using our law firms. And it will provide them that issuer, uh, 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 you know, an, an innovative way to raise funds. And that's a completely new thing. You know, it wasn't here a year ago, right? The industry matures with you, but eventually there's the exchanges. There's the liquidity and tradability. At the last step, this is the step that unfortunately, because we are not an exchange, we are not building an exchange technology, 
Unfortunately, I cannot affect that market as, wishes, as, as, as much as I wanted. Although we are in touch, with, by the way, with regulators all around the globe, and um, uh, we are also sitting in, in roundtables, and we provide advisory and consulting to this industry, but when you will see exchanges starting to get their license all over the world, you will see something that does not exist today in the crypto exchanges, in the, let's say, utility exchanges or, or Bitcoin exchanges. And I, and I will explain a bit. Um, the most important things for investors today, and investor, is liquidity. Okay, this is what, how we see uh, the game. And when you deal with startups, for example, or uh, equ private equity funds, you cannot create liquidity in the private um, sector, in the private capital markets, right? If you buy a share with a startup, the only way to see your money back is once the startup is doing an exit or if you sell that to your uh, investor friend and uh, that's a complex, a complex way to do, it, to do that, right? So in order to create liquidity in the, in the cryptocurrency space, you need to create more and more financial instrument around that asset, okay? So if you take what we see, what we saw at the ICO phase, you have a utility token that represents nothing, basically, and uh, it's, it's not nothing, but it's, it represents uh, a payment mean, for example, right? But nothing in the means of, of uh, revenue or dividend. And then you only list it on exchange, and that's it. You have one financial instrument around it. But if you think about our exchanges that uh, are in the financial market, like NASDAQ uh, or the SME in Chicago, the futures market, you see that every asset or every share or company share has many, many financial instruments around it. For example, you can purchase a Google share and you will find it as, a, as its own stock, right? But you will also find it as a bond, as some kind of a part of an index, as a future, as an, or you will find it in other, in many other baskets that you can invest in, and that will create liquidity. You know, this is why we always say liquidity can be manufactured. You don't need the the, the cryptocurrency space now is full as we know, right? With uh, uh, trade washing and, and market making and all the very bad things we don't want to see. And you think about it, you say, okay, what, what's so, what, what is the difference between the traditional capital markets and blockchain, and blockchain space? And that's the, 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 the amount of financial instruments. So, for example, if I have a customer that wants to liquidate his asset, uh, and he has uh, an hotel in uh, Chicago, or he, maybe he owned some real estate in Europe, you can take that asset. It's a digital asset now, right? You tokenized it. And you, create, you can create uh, a few financial uh, um, um, uh, instruments around it, like ETFs, right? When you create a, a variety of options to trade, you can create liquidity, you can create the demand. And this is what, you know, what the vision is, Teleo is. And this is what we are trying, honestly, to push very, very hard uh, behind the scenes with, with exchanges that are going to be live, with secondary market, with regulators, we are very active in this in this space behind the scenes in order to really create a replica of the traditional capital markets, but with all the advantages blockchain technology can give you. Yeah, that sounds great. So 
Um, I'm, I'm sure we have a lot, uh, that we could talk about, uh, again. So we'd love to have you on your, on our podcast, uh, another time to, uh, cover some of these more, some more, uh, uh, topics because I have a lot more sure. that I could ask you specifically about some of the regulators that you guys are working with already and some of the exchanges because you know this is a, a space uh, you know we just uh, basically scratch the surface on all there is to, to talk yeah, about yeah 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 we can we, we can talk about it for hours of course yeah yeah um, so uh, thank you you know it's been a pleasure talking to you thanks for coming on the podcast uh, where can people who listen to the podcast and want to learn more about Solero, where can they find you? Uh, do you, do you, would you like people to go to your website or do you have a uh, social media or what's the best way to learn yeah. about you? Um, yeah. So uh, first Angelo, thank you so much for having me on your show. And, um, uh, thanks for that. You know, find us. It's pretty easy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and, Obviously, the best way will be to go to our website. We have an online chat over there. We are also very active on Telegram. We have a very big com community. So it's, it's pretty easy to find us. And I'm al always here for advisory, for advice, for uh, customer relations, and, um, and for our uh, STO as well. So, you know, we, we offer investors to, to jump into our platform and invest in our token, the STRO token. Uh, which will present real equity and dividend in Stellero. So I think that's the biggest uh, announcement or title I can get out of this podcast and uh, provide investors a true value proposition for their money uh, with, uh, with a professional team that uh, doesn't say uh, things and um, um, uh, can't make his promise. You know, we are a very decent uh, team with a track record and this can also be found on our website. So thank you so much, Angelo. Yeah, it's my pleasure. We'll include a link uh, in the show notes uh, with uh, your website and uh, more information. And uh, it was great having you on. Uh, you're welcome to come on again uh, when you guys have updates or news to share. And uh, uh, my guest on the Perfect. show today has been Jor Medallion, uh, CEO of Solero. And uh, you can find more about him on Solero at his website, solero.com. And uh, Jor, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Angelo. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bounty Zero X podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast below. Check out BountyZeroX.io, the number one bounty hunting platform where you can complete work and earn cryptocurrency. Please consult your professional financial investment and tax advisors before making any investment in initial coin offerings. Bounty Zero X does not provide investment or financial advice and does not endorse or recommend investment in any ICOs advertised on the Bounty Zero X podcast or website.